Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Well, you guys can be seated. It's great to see you guys at the Quarry tonight. Are you glad to be here? Okay, awesome. I am too. And I am very excited to introduce our Five Minutes of Fire speaker tonight. Now, if you guys are high school students and you've been doing Five Minutes of Fire, okay, it's still nerve-wracking to speak in front of your peers, but you guys have had a few practice rounds, like in speech class, in presentations, right, that kind of a thing. I got made fun of in high school by a couple people in this room because when I would speak, I would apparently do this. And then I would tap my foot three times. But I guess you, you could, like, count it. It was, like, shuffle, shuffle, tap, 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 shuffle, shuffle, tap, tap, tap. So, anyway, I don't know if anyone has called you out for your nervous tics while speaking in high school, but it happened to me, and rightfully so. I did that really predictably. Once they pointed it out, I was like, this is true. This is very true. So, what I'm saying is we have one of our younger students giving us an amazing five minutes of fire tonight. But she maybe hasn't had as much public speaking experience as some of you older ones in the room. So, let's have her back tonight, right? It's easy to talk to people when they look happy, when they look friendly, when they nod a lot, or when you say something and they're like, mmm, you know, just mmm, food for thought. I'm going to think on that one. So just put that on your face tonight, and please join me as we welcome Arabella for Five Minutes of Fire. She's a fall girly tonight. I love this. Let's go. You guys. Well, first, I just want to thank uh, Pastor Morgan and AMC for giving me the opportunity to come up here. So my first, well, my point is how, or receiving correction. So I want to, I want to jump straight into a verse, which is Proverbs 12, verse 1, which is, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But those who hate correction is stupid. <laughs> so I have a little personal story about this. And um, so me and my mom were having a rough moment. And after it was done, I went in my room. And I turned, well, I got in the word. And then I turned to this verse. And I'm like, I went in the hallway to get my mom. And I'm like, Mom? I'm stupid. <laughs> and um, she was like, well, I never want to hear you call yourself stupid. So, and I'm like, well, you want me to read this first? <laughs> and she was like, well, at that moment, she was very honest. And she was like, well, yeah, now that you read that verse, I can see why. So, which... That's not exactly what I wanted to hear. Right. Um, so, uh, so since that day, I've been looking up correction scriptures, and my favorite one has been Proverbs six twenty three. For this command is a lamp; this teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. And uh, yeah. And then, uh, so some of you all know that I have a hard time getting corrected. <laughs> so, but it's good that I get corrected in different ways because I can't grow in my character if I don't get corrected. So, uh, 
So, Proverbs 15, 32. Those who discard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. And God corrects because he loves. Friends correct because they love. But if it's a stranger telling you to get off their lawn, I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, and sometimes when you get corrected by God, it can have a sting. And thankfully, I've never been stung by a bee. And I pray to God that I won't. But, um, yeah, that's all I have. That was so good. Let's give it up for Arabella. Oh, my gosh. Hey, what a transparent thing to share about. But don't we all struggle with correction in the room, right? It's never not embarrassing. I'm grateful when it comes from God because then it's just me and him and no one is there to see it. When there's other people... Somebody one time, they were they were being kind, like they weren't saying this in a nasty way, but they were like, "Oh, like you you it's like you always get to do everything because you're so good at it." <laughs> I was like, "Um, you were not there for all the times that people had to pull me aside and tell me that I was not good at what I was doing here at church or in other settings." And I'm grateful for it because she's right. We all need correction at times because it is how we grow. It's how our character grows, like she said. But it also will lead us into our calling. If I had responded incorrectly when people pulled me aside and said like hey as a youth leader that was like a negative 10 moment for you that was not good I wouldn't be here today doing what I love with you guys so Arabella 10 out of 10 give it up for her one more time it's it's hard to share transparent things sometimes so thank you for sharing that I love those verses well tonight I have a really easy message for you but it is a message I'm very excited about when you hear the title you're gonna be like okay but Think on it with me, okay? Think on it with me. Tonight's title is just go to church. Go to church. You have noticed, as have I, right, that since COVID, some things are just not the same. Do you guys feel like that? You want to know one thing that's not the same for me is restaurants. I hate restaurants. I do not want to eat at a restaurant. I promise you. If I want restaurant food, I just want to get it to go. Because I grew up my whole life not really knowing you could do to-go orders at, like, a lot of places. It just never crossed my mind. So when COVID hit and you could get anything to go, I was like, this is what I've been looking for this whole time. I can take it home and eat it in my house, but I can have whatever food I want. So that's one thing that changed because of COVID for me. I don't really like to eat at restaurants. If you're having a birthday dinner, I'll come. Don't worry. You can. We can go get lunch or something. But just in general, do I want to go eat at a restaurant tomorrow night? No, I don't. I just want to take the food and eat it at home. But another thing that changed during COVID is church attendance, right? And please, I'm going to dis disclaim, like put a disclaimer right up front. If someone cannot come to church or someone has to miss church, I understand. That's totally fine, okay? So I'm not talking about that tonight. But if you're like me, you have noticed there are a lot less people that come to church now than used to, right? Several years ago. Here's some statistics I heard that got me thinking along these lines. One pastor of a huge church, huge, huge, massive church said that they found the average person at their church attends service in person once every six weeks. That means if you're doing a four-week series, they will only hear one installment of that series. Another pastor, he has a smaller church, but he quoted a study that was done outside his church, and it said that the average person who says they go to church attends 1.4 services per month. 
1.4 services per month. And this message is not coming out of anger or being like, you should go to church. But when I think of how the church has changed my life, and I think of really what each church service means for us, it makes me sad to see people miss. How many times have we sat in a service and heard a message and thought, wow, this is perfect for the person who's not here today. They just told me they were struggling with that, and here I am sitting in church hearing their answer, but they're not hearing it because they're at home, right? So that's what I want to talk about tonight. Hey, go to church. The Bible says that Jesus is building his church, and that's the only time that that language is used for Jesus building something. Jesus did a lot for us, but the Bible only says that he's building one thing, and that is his church. So that's enough for me to put significance in the church and believe that it is worth going to church every time I can. But I have three simple points tonight why you should go to church. The first is because the Bible tells us to gather together. We see this in Hebrews 10, verse 25, 23 through 25, excuse me. It says this. So now, wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. And in context, this passage is talking about dark times. He's saying, hey, when things get tough, don't quit church. Don't draw back. Don't drop your habit of simply coming to church because there is significance in every church service, right? I know God enough to know that if he tells me to do something, it's for my own good. And I promise that God is not telling us to come to church just because he thinks it looks cute on Sunday, right? He's like, well, you know, it'll give them a little something to do, right? It'll remind them of me. No, God is so significant and so kind that when he instructs us to do something, there is always something great that comes out of it. Church is not just what we do because we're Christians, right? What do Christians do? They go to church. No, church is something we do because God said, hey, don't stop meeting together. When you guys come together, there's significance in that. If God has instructed me to do it, I know that the outcome is exactly what I'll need. If he said, don't stop meeting together, that's also a clue to me that, you know what, I'm actually going to want to stop sometimes, right? When God says, don't do this, we can kind of take the hint that it's like, well, you know what, I might actually feel like doing that. If God is having to warn me, hey, don't stop meeting together, that means there will be times when I actually feel like not meeting together, right? You wake up on church morning, you know, church morning, Sunday morning, whatever, and your head is just pounding, right? Ah, oh, and you're just laying in bed thinking, man, man, <laughs> it's Sunday, and I know I have to go to work tomorrow, I have to go to school tomorrow, so I'm not going to be able to sleep in tomorrow, right? But you know what I've come to the realization of? I'm just going to give God my best. And if I woke up and my head was pounding, I would still go to work. And if I told you I was going to meet you Saturday morning at 10 and I woke up and my head was pounding, I would still come and meet you Saturday morning at 10, right? And when I was in school and my head was pounding, I would still go to school and I would show up at my class, right? And I'm just going to treat God the same way. And again, I'm not criticizing anybody who needs to stay home from church who's sick or who has to miss. So don't take any of this the wrong way. But I don't want to give myself a free pass just because I need rest when I show up for everything else, no matter what state I'm in. Do you guys want to know something gross? 
I puked on the way to work yesterday, but it was a bad time to be puking, so I just like sucked it in and made it go back down. Because <laughs> I had to get to work and I didn't have anything to puke in. <laughs> I know, and I'm sorry that you have to know this. I didn't know that I could do that because I've never really had to do that. I've always been in situations where I could, I could keep it under control till I get to where I need to be, right? I can generally control things. I was feeling rough. My head was swimming. It was not good. And so I, I came into work just with like puke breath. I had no makeup on. I was, my whole body was sweating. <laughs> and I'm sure that everyone was glad to see me. But I wasn't, I wasn't vomiting because I was ill. It was a migraine. So I wouldn't have gone if I was going to get other people sick. But, 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 listen, if I will roll into work in that situation, but I'm just going to act like I woke up and I didn't really feel that good because I had allergies on a Sunday morning, that's just not good enough for me. I'm still going to get to church. I can lay at home in bed and feel bad, or I can go to church and feel bad. So you know what? I'm going to church, and I know God is a healer. So I'm just going to show up and believe him that things are going to change once I get here. But do you know what I'm saying? We're soft on ourselves sometimes. We're soft on ourselves sometimes. And I have just got to the place where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to go soft when it comes to God. Let me flake out on everything else. But when it comes to God and when it comes to showing up at church to receive from him, I'm going to be there. So number one, hey, God tells us to gather together. The Bible tells us to gather together. The second reason why you should go to church is because the Bible tells us that things happen when we gather that don't happen when we stay home. Things happen when we come together that don't happen when we stay home. And I'll show you this out of the word of God. Romans 1 verse 10 says this. My desire and constant prayer is that I would succeed in coming to see you according to the plan and timing of God. So this is Paul writing to a church, and he's saying, I want to come, and I want to see you. I yearn to come and be face-to-face with you to get to know you, for I long to impart or to give you some spiritual gift that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. Now, this means that when we come together and we're side-by-side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted by each other's face. What is this saying? It matters that we come together in person, okay? I'm all for live stream because it can reach a lot of people who may not have a way to get to church, or if you're not able to come, then it's an awesome option. But there is something that is so significant when we actually come together in person because God created you for a church community, and a church community is not found on your couch with your laptop at home. A church community is found face to face. And look what he's saying. Hey, when we get together, when you come, it means I'm going to be able to impart to you a spiritual gift that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. So I want to up your expectation tonight. Church isn't just for fun and church isn't just for music and like a good encouraging word. When you come to church, the Bible is saying, hey, there's something that is going to empower you to stand strong in your faith. So that means when I'm strong, I'm coming to church. But when I'm feeling weak, I'm definitely coming to church. Because this is where I come to get something that is going to make me strong and make me able to stand through what is going on in my life. And so many times when life gets hard, that's when we just fall back, right? 
we're not at church because it's been difficult, you know, and you know that when you text your friend, they'll just say, well, I've just been having a lot going on. Well, perfect, then church is for you. If you feel weak, if you're having a tough time, that's great. Church is for you because when you come here, whoever is ministering by the Spirit of God is able to give you something that is going to cause you to stand strong in your faith. And I love that. We'll show up at church services with a totally different attitude if we realize I'm coming today to get something that's going to make me strong in my faith. And here's another verse I love in Matthew 18. Verse 18 says this. Receive this truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be considered to be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you release on earth will be considered to be released in heaven. Again, I give you an eternal truth. If you two agree to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer, my heavenly father will do it for you. Here's what I want to focus on. For wherever two or three of you come together in honor of my name, I'm right there with them. He's bringing significance to the fact that, hey, something good happens when people come together around the name of Jesus. Now, can something happen just between you and Jesus at home? Yes, absolutely. I'm not diminishing your ability to have a one-on-one relationship with God that is very real and very authentic, right? But he's bringing significance to the fact that says, hey, that's great. You can know Jesus on your own, but there's something special that happens when you guys come together under my name. It's different than just me at home, right? I've had some great experiences with God at home, but I have had some irreplaceable experiences with God in a crowded room full of people. Why? Because something matters, something happens when we all come together under the name of Jesus and with the purpose of meeting him, right? You guys, most of you have been to summer camp. Right, And there's a lot that makes summer camp special. But I believe one thing that is so significant is that we all get in a room together. We all put our phones away and we all turn to God and say, Jesus, I need you to speak to me. I need you to move in me. I need freedom right now, right? I need help right now. Summer camp doesn't happen at home because there's something significant when we come together. Now, amazing things can happen at home too, right? I'm not discounting that whatsoever. But when I choose to miss church thinking that my relationship with God is just good enough for me, I'm missing out on something huge that he is trying to do when we come together. Something that would strengthen my faith and allow me to stand. So there is significance in meeting together. There's significance in a personal relationship with God, but there is something so significant that happens when you come to church in person, right? When you are here with other believers under the name of Jesus. The third thing I want to tell you tonight, this will be short and sweet, but I'm excited about it because this is helping me. The Bible tells us that the word of God changes the way that we think, right? And when we change the way that we think, we can receive things from God we couldn't receive before, right? Some people don't know to show up to church and expect anything, right? I didn't know till somebody told me, hey, you need to come to church expecting God to do something because that's the whole point. That's what he wants to do. Sunday morning isn't just a tradition. It's not just for fun. We come every Sunday because God wants to do something here in us. And we come every Wednesday because God wants to do something here in us. So these little changes in the way we think will have a huge impact on what you receive from God. The third reason tonight I want to tell you to come to church is because the Bible tells us that we need the ministers that he's placed in his church. The Bible tells us that we need the ministers he's placed in his church. Ephesians 4 says this, verse 11. 
And he's anointed some with grace to be apostles, and some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all of the believers to do their own works of ministry, and as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So this is another acknowledgement that, listen, I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own, but God has brought people into my life who are going to help me do what I'm called to do. It says that these people within the church will help you to become a minister. Did you know you're called to be a minister? One person does. You guys are called to be ministers. The Bible says that we are all ministers of the gospel. But listen, if you work in a children's class at church, you're a minister. You're ministering to those children. If you maybe are on the, the welcome committee here at church and you're in the lobby greeting people, you're ministering to those people who come through the door. It's not just ministers who minister. Every Christian is called a minister. And the Bible's saying, listen, if you want to be a minister, if you really want to reach people for Jesus, if you really want to walk in your calling, then you need these people that God has put in the church called apostles, pastors, prophets, evangelists, and teachers. They're, they're in the church, right? They're not at home with you in your living room. They're not at your school, probably. I don't know. Maybe there's a prophet at your school. Maybe there's a pastor at your school. But we find these people in the church, right? And I'm not talking to self-inflate or anything like that. I need these people in my life to help me do what I'm called to do. But you have to realize every time you come to church, you're under the ministry of somebody who is called to help you be everything God has called you to be. If God has put dreams in your heart, that's awesome. Come to church and you will find the right people to pull those dreams out and help you walk in them. If you have things that you feel called to do, if you love people or you're drawn to this or you have ideas for this, that's awesome. Come to church and you will find the right people to help equip you to do that because none of us can do it alone. The Bible is a really big book, and there are things that I'm sure I would have never understood if I didn't come to church and hear from a pastor who had studied and prayed and understood what that Bible meant to teach it to me. I will not be so arrogant to think that I can sit at home and open God's word and know everything I need to know for my life, because that's simply not the case. It says that these people within the church are going to nurture you and prepare you to do your own works of ministry. So here's where people get a little bit wonky sometimes. Sometimes they just feel like, okay, I need to do something. I'm called to do something, so I'm just going to go do it, right? If God has called me to do it, then I'm going to go do it. I want to explain, just because God has called you to do it doesn't mean you know how to do it, right? Case in point with me. Like I said, you guys have no idea how many times I've been corrected behind closed doors, how many times I got called into a meeting, how many times I took a phone call that said, hey, the way you handled that wasn't really right, dear. Why don't you do this next time? And I just got really sweaty and said, yes, I understand. That sounds great. Thank you for your help. Because just because I was called to do something didn't mean I knew how to do it, right? I had the grace to do it. I had a desire and a heart to do it because God put that in me. But I needed people to show me how to do it. And the same is true for you. Your Bible is not enough. And the Holy Spirit is not enough, right? 
Is it hard to hear that? Your Bible and your Holy Spirit are not enough. You need them, but you also need ministers and people that God has placed in your life that will help you do what you're called to do. Does that make sense? And listen, I feel this so strongly tonight because I want to say for a second, I'm just really proud of you. You know, our church has seen a decline in attendance since COVID, but I see you guys here all the time. So number one, thank you for coming to church. Thank you for being here all the time. And I just want to encourage you, there is a point and a purpose to all of that. You're doing the right thing. You're receiving more than you know when you come on Sundays. You're getting more than you know when you come on Wednesdays because there are significant things that happen every time we're together. And here's the other thing I want to shout you guys out for. A lot of you guys serve at our church. There are those of you who serve in the children's classes. There's some of you who serve um, with the new live stream team. It's not a team for me. I feel like you have to stay engaged the whole time and your attention has to be a 10 and that's just not where I'm at. So I'm not going to be on the visual team, not going to be on the video team, but you guys are serving in all these departments of our church. So thank you for doing that because that's another thing that will equip you to do what you're called to do is serving because ministry is serving. If you feel called to help other people, that's great. That means you're going to have to deal with a lot of difficult people who are going to be rude to you, and that's okay. But you're going to learn how to do that in church. You're going to learn how to serve in church. You're going to learn how to respond in kindness in church. You're going to learn to pray for somebody who smells really bad in church. You're going to learn to talk to people in really uncomfortable situations in church. Church will equip you for everything that you're called to do. So I know this message was short and sweet tonight, but I just want to encourage you guys, hey, come to church. Don't ever let yourself think that church is insignificant or that it doesn't matter when you miss. And again, I'm not making you feel bad for when you need to miss, so don't worry about it. But I do want to just stir you to say, hey, God tells us to come to church, so there's significance there. God does something when we're together that he can't do when we're alone. So there's significance in that. And you need the people that God has placed in your life at church because they're the people who are going to help pull the calling out of you and teach you to walk in it. Does that make sense? Well, I love you guys very much. And I'm sorry for telling you my puke story. I feel like it was a little bit over the line, but it seemed like it fit at the time. You know, you guys have to know things about me that other people just don't know. And that's what you get for coming on Wednesdays. But thank you guys for being here. We love you very much. Um, hey, we want to let you know we're available to pray for you guys anytime. If you guys need prayer on a Wednesday, just find a leader and ask us. We would love to pray with you. If something's going on in your life or in your family, we're here for you. We love you. We're here to support you and care for you. And we're also here to feed you s'mores tonight. So we're going to have a bonfire with some s'mores. If you haven't been to our fire pit, you guys, when we go out these doors, it's just like up the hill. It's probably lit up, so you probably won't be able to miss it. Also, someone said there was a wasp nest in it. So if you hear something, we try to, I think, I think we're taking measures to smoke them all out, burn them all out. They'll be gone by the time we're up there. But I'm just saying, if something crawls up your leg, maybe just, you know, you know how to do it. You know how to deal with it, right? Era, tonight will be the not, not be the first night that you, <laughs> you get stung. <laughs> all right. Hey, give it up for Arabella one more time. She did incredible. And please join us outside for a bonfire tonight up the hill. We will have some s'mores together. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.